welcome to The Sinner and the Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. Hmm. Are we supposed to wait 14 seconds or 12? I got confused. 14. Okay, I did it. Yay. <laughs> She's winning. <laughs> um, wondering, question for the day. Hmm. Have you found a good bargain lately? Oh my gosh. I have not been bargain shopping in so long because I am currently hosting um, a patient at my house. <laughs> Uh, so no I, extra mar- free time or margin in your life. But I love a good bargain. Gosh, it's so fun. You know, I think that there is actually, you know, I'm all about the brain these days because mm-hmm. we've had all our brain doctors and things. But um, there is a, an endorphin that goes off when you find a bargain. It's, I have no doubt. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's so satisfying and it just makes, it's kind of like when you have chocolate. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, oof. Oh, this makes me so happy. I did recently find a great bargain on this really beautiful kind of sweatery cardigan. It's not a cardigan. I don't know. This thing. But it's so cute. I would not have paid, you know, the original price for it. But I think it was like, you know, 60% off. Nice. And I got that thing. I can hardly wait to wear it. But it's going to have to cool off. Because, of course... It's summer, yeah. so the winter stuff's on clearance, but you can't really wear the sweater. Right I now. know. I haven't even been shopping to see that. I was just thinking, TJ Maxx, Home Goods. I have not been there in forever. And also, um, Kohl's. Oh. Here's the thing about Kohl's. It's not a bargain. They jack that price up, so it looks like it's a bargain. That annoys me. <laughs> so many places do that. I know, but Kohl's is like the red flag. Because they have a sale. You know, it's like, oh. Oh, everything is 60% off, like every day. Yeah. Okay. We see you, uh, Joanne Fabric and Michaels. Mm-hmm. Oh, are we allowed to call them out? I don't know. We just did. Okay. Well, there you have it. <laughs> but hey, I still shop your bargains, but I know they're not a bargain. Right. I just know you're playing with that little piece of my brain. That's exactly what they do. It's called good marketing, I guess. Oh, yeah. Or manipulation. Oh. Speaking of manipulation. Uh Uh-oh. Topic for the day. (laughs) I feel like I'm being targeted right now. (laughs) Um, Talking about bargain shopping, wondering, next question, have you ever bargained with God Mm. on anything? I mean, I remember being a young girl, you know, having a crush on a boy. I mean, we're talking middle school people, maybe elementary, who knows? But being like, dear God, if you let this boy like me, I will never do whatever again. I will never yell at my parents or I will never um, cuss again or I will never. I probably didn't cuss in middle school. I don't didn't? I don't know. Me either. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if I did or not. Maybe because middle school is kind of when you start testing the waters. But it's like you're kind of throwing it out there, kind of wheeling and dealing with God. Well, it's, you know, I didn't wheel and deal with God in middle school or high school for that matter, because we weren't really on wheeling and dealing terms. We didn't right. have any terms at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because sometimes I have these conversations in my head, which is a fun place to be if you've never been there in my head, um, where I think, God, I'm pretty sure. That if I were living at the beach, I would have more time to X, Y, Z. Or I would connect with you better if I was close to the ocean. Yeah. Or if I had a beach house. 
Back to the beach house. I said the same thing last week. No, for real. Are you sensing a theme in our lives? <laughs> I don't even need a beach house. Just like one where I can go to vacation once or twice a year. <laughs> right. I mean, you hear people talk about that. I would, you know, I would be happy or everything would be okay if only or if I get this new job or when my kids go to school or when, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You can go on and on and on. Yeah. And I just, you know, I often imagine how God laughs at me a lot, you know, (laughs) because I'm pretty funny in some of the things I'll say to him. And I just know that he's like, here we go again, Allison, (laughs) you crack me up. I mean, you know, and I know better, but you just know he's, (laughs) he's up there and he's like, you know what? That's a great deal. That's a good deal. I'll take it. That's a good deal. I'm gonna I'm gonna take you up on that. I'm gonna I'm gonna let little Stevie have a crush on you and and in which in which case you won't cuss anymore. Uh no. Or he's like you can win the lottery because I know that you're gonna spend half the money serving others. Right. <laughs> it's like, what? No, he is not doing that. Like he knows us better than we know ourselves and he is just up there like, oh my gosh, cracking up like we do with our kids. I know. And oh honey. And you know, God says what you do with um I give you what you do with a little, then he rewards you more, right? So the little bit that he gives you, are you using that properly? Are you utilizing that in a way that he wants you to utilize it? You I just love imagining him up there. I mean the stuff he has to deal with, it is wonderful and fabulous that he is has abounding and never ending love and grace and forgiveness. Do you think he has a mute button? Like I'm gonna put that one on mute for a little bit. instead of the easy button I don't know but I do know like bargaining with God is part of the process that we go through just in our little human brains it's definitely part of the process of grief it's a stage of grief um and coping with that I think that we do it uh when there's an insecurity Uh uh-huh when there's a fear when when um we're healing in some way and we kind of want to speed up the process. We want to skip over the hard stuff. Mm. And it's like, you know what? This really, this is really hard and this really hurts. And I just kind of want it my way. So can we make a deal? I think it's so funny because, you know, I sometimes think, would I be someone that would die for God? Would I declare God? And if I knew I was going to be, you know, killed for, for following God Or I'll say, God, I would follow you anywhere. I'll go to the ends of the earth, whatever you want me to do. And then recently we were without power. And I'm like, ooh, but not this one, God. I'm going to need some AC. (laughs) Remember when I had said this? Well, I did not mean that. I thought I did because I wasn't living it. But now I am. And this really stinks. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We are such fickle humans. Fickle humans, yes. Fickle humans. Well, I think, you know, if we could learn to, and in all seriousness, because this, you know, we've made this really fun (laughs) so far, (laughs) but, um, and it is kind of funny to think about, you know, we're like trying to negotiate with the creator of the universe. Yeah. Who knows way better than we do, but we always think we know better. Um, Well, not always, not when we're, we have approach him with a humble heart and we have things in check, but there is so much more to learn in the mess, you know, in the hard stuff. It is 
easier to skip over it. And it's scary to get into the, what I call the untangling of things, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that has kind of been, we've covered over the tangle, the knot for so long that it's just easier to ignore it and to bargain Mm -hmm. and to try to just make it disappear and go away. But what it's doing is it's really clogging up the depths of our heart. Mm. It's creating a wedge and a clog in us becoming closer in our relationship with the Lord and trusting him more and leaning into the fear and the insecurity and the healing and the un- and the grief and the uncomfortable so that we trust him more we have a deeper understanding of his great love and his grace because we don't get that when everything's hunky dory yeah i was you know talking with you earlier and faith you're strong faith is not built in the easy times mm-hmm. it's not you know built and shored up when life is smooth sailing right it's when you are like white knuckling through life and you don't know how you're going to take the next step and it's a balance i think which is i don't even think the word balance should be around okay we'll call it a something else beam for you gymnastics but it shouldn't be a balance beam because there's no way to balance things in life i don't think i think there's always one side that's going to be heavier but i was recently in a group and somebody was praying and she was saying dear god we know that you are you know the great physician and we can't wait to see how you heal this because you are the great healer and you're going to be glorified in the healing and in my heart i just felt like this little tug cuz i'm like what if he doesn't heal that person what if that person passes away does that mean he's not great anymore hmm. and one of the ultimate biggest questions of all time right and I was like, I don't, I didn't know how, I, I don't know how to deal with that. I know in my head, like, I know in my head I can go, well, of course he's great no matter what happens because everything that happens is for the glory of God. And if they pass away, it's for the glory of God and glory, God will be glorified through that. <laughs> but when the rubber meets the road, that's when I get all messy. Yeah. And that's when we're like, dear Lord, if you heal this person, I'll go to church every Sunday from now until the rest of my life. Yeah. And God is sitting up there going, actually, you won't. Yeah, because actually your life is more than two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And um, I can kind of, I kind of know everything about you and already know you're not going to keep that promise. But thanks for trying. Right. (laughs) Um, And that's really not what it's about. I don't bargain. I will listen to your prayers and -hmm. your petitions, but we're not going to, we're not going to create a deal. So I think it becomes a change of your heart and the way you pray or the way you communicate do I think it's really important to recognize one that this is something we all do Mm -hmm. bargaining is like I said it is it's one of the if you look up the stages of grief just for something specific bargaining is one of those Mm. and so this is something that is in our human nature it's something that we go through and cling to when we are in an uncomfortable situation there's nothing wrong with being in a phase of bargaining okay um it's okay and it's normal and i think that's really important for people to hear um i mean it's important for me to hear so hopefully it's important for you to hear it's okay and it's normal but it is also really important to be able to recognize when you're going through that stage and talking that out with 
someone in your life, a counselor or someone godly, and also with the Lord, you know, Mm -hmm. and understanding what that is and what it, and we don't get to bargain with God. Yes, we, we pray without ceasing like he asked us to, and, and we don't know what that answer will be, but he's not going to bargain with us. He's not a deal maker. He's not a genie in a bottle. Yeah. And so, you know, working through that after the acknowledgement is so important and then leaning into with him because we can't do it alone not in a healthy way leaning into that fear leaning into that grief or that insecurity or whatever it is in that moment and trusting him as it's really a faithful in those moments you know those when you go to those camps and it's like creating trust within your group and people stand up and close their eyes and fall backwards and you catch them hopefully (laughs) you're faithful (laughs) That's how I imagine us in these moments in our lives with the Lord. Like we've got to take that faith fall with him and trust that he is there, trust that he will pick us up and that it is for his glory. And I let's not lie and sugarcoat it. That's hard. It reminds me of, you know, the, is it the Garden of Gethsemane? How do you Gethsemane. say it? Gethsemane. Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. When Jesus is saying, Father, if this cup... Right, he says, if, if, if I this can... cup can pass from me, yes, please. Basically, if we can do this another way, please, I'll take that route. <laughs> you know, it's right. almost like Jesus. I'm not going to say Jesus was bargaining with God, right? But, but he, he wasn't. But but you know, he but he did say, hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is this is really hard. If there's another way, can, can we do that? And but God, if not, but if not, I will I will do this thing. And yes, if we could be more like Jesus, and basically, God's answer was. This is the only way. Yeah. And so he moved forward with it, you know? And um, gosh, his great love for us every time you consider what um, what Jesus went through and what his father yes. allowed Oof. his son to go through for us is always overwhelming to me. But that is such a good example. Yeah, I was like, I just remember that prayer. And he's like, if this cup can pass, but if not, I'll take the cup. Um, I'll take the not no air conditioning. Isn't that yeah. nice of me? I'm just so willing to sacrifice air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard in the summer, not going to lie. But I look back and I think of all the times that I would have considered myself bargaining with God, right? Um, I probably didn't know it was God I was bargaining with, but all the things that I wished that would come to fruition, and I knew that if they came to fruition, everything would be better. Or I would be on a better path, or this would be differently, or, and if when I look back, those things didn't happen, but my life is so much better off for it. Right. You know, like if I just had this house, God, don't let this house fall through because this is the house that I'm going to. Here's a perfect example. There was this great, great property. It was about an hour away from Wake County, and I knew that this house was perfect. It had a pool. It had an extra apartment. And it Ooh. had an events barn. That sounds great. I and like that too. God, if you give me this house, I will have women's ministry events right there. <laughs> there you go. I did say that. Uh-huh. And it was in Siler City. This was six years ago. I mean, we went out and we looked at it. God, just make this happen. It didn't happen. Because really, how fun would that have been to have to drive all the way to Wake County all the time because that's where all my <laughs> stuff is happening? He sees things that we don't see. I mean, he does see the bigger picture. And I will, you know, what is, I had a conversation recently with someone who we were talking about something from the past. 
that um, we had never really had a conversation about. Uh-huh. And it was a hard thing. Mm-hmm. And the, this individual called me the day after and they said, I'm so sorry. I feel terrible. And I was like, why? And, you know, they proceeded to say, I, I should have never, you know, shared those things. I didn't say anything positive. Hmm. And I just, I feel bad. And my response was, please don't feel bad because I needed to hear all those things. Like, I need to know, I needed to know that. I needed to know your side of the story. I needed Mm. to know your pain and your hurt because what that does for me, even though it's hard, I can't ignore that. Right. That part of my life or, you know, that situation because ignoring it doesn't do anything for me. Mm -hmm. But talking it through, working through it with the Lord, that's going to put me on the other side. That helps with the untangling, Mm -hmm. not the covering up. Not the bargaining like, oh, if you'll just make this go away or you'll just grant this, you know, this desire I have, then we'll just move on and everything's going to be great. Sometimes we got to sit there and we've got to we've got to hear the truth. We've got to hear the story. We've got to lean into the yuck or the sadness. And it is in those moments that God not only when when we say use it for his glory, that seems so generic. Like, what does that even mean? And. (laughs) You know, that can look a a million different ways, I think. But for me in this situation, it looked like healing in a heart Mm -hmm. Um, that probably had been a long time coming, but needed to happen. Not easy, but so worth it. Mm -hmm. And if we could approach things like that in our life, like, gosh, my situation at work and in my family is not that great right now. And yes... It feels like if all those things were fixed, I could just move on and be really happy and volunteer more at church and maybe start a ministry and maybe have more time to talk to my neighbors about the Lord or invite them to church. But you know what? What are you going to do in this situation that you're in? Mm-hmm. Because that's what you got right now. And yes. we, don't know how, we don't know how long it's going to be there. And so it's almost like an acceptance mm-hmm. of our current situation. Here's another thing I was just thinking when you were talking. Do you think that when I say, God, if you do this, then this will happen, that gives me an out when it, when God doesn't do that? Ooh. That's good. <laughs> gives me an out. Well, God didn't do that, so that's why that didn't happen. Yeah. I I'm guess like, I don't have to go into... I guess I don't have to do that thing. I guess cause... he didn't want me in ministry. Yeah. Well, maybe he just wanted you to open the door. Hey, perfect follow-up. If you've been following along and you've heard that Melissa was supposed to probably say no to something and she had a hard time saying no and Allison and I talked about it numerous times about me saying no and I was like, I just haven't said no yet. So here's what happened with that. She said yes. I said yes. (laughs) But this is what happened. Every time I went to go take that particular study offline and cancel it, there was this uncomfortableness in my spirit. And I was like, I just have to cancel that. I talked to my boss. She said, uh, it's up to you. I, whatever you think is best for you. And every time I went to go cancel it, there was a reason I couldn't cancel. Mm. Three weeks before the Bible study, I get a phone call. I'm in a conversation with somebody. And she says, you know, I would love to leave that Bible study with you. Mm. And so God said, be obedient. He put that in my, the, the pause in my spirit long enough 
that somebody else stepped in and now they're leading their first Zoom study with me. And it's become, I mean, so A beautiful great. thing for everyone involved. Such a beautiful thing. But the key is I had to like stay in communication. I had to listen to the spirit. I had to be obedient because y'all, I wanted to tap out. You know, I wanted to tap out. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. I'm shocked that I didn't, y'all. <laughs> he, he just had to work that person in. He knew exactly what you needed. Right. To say yes. And he was just working on that individual's heart. And that's what he's doing for us. All, you know, he's always on the sidelines um, of our lives. No matter where we are, he's always there cheering us on, pulling for mm. us. You know, interce- Jesus is interceding for us with God. And... It is a beautiful, powerful thing. We just have to work through those insecurities and fears and lean into them a little bit to uh-huh. help us Yeah, Agreed. to get through it. And at least you didn't, you know, have a, a quick reaction. You kind of listened for the, you set it on pause. Yes. Waited for a little confirmation. And I kept going back to him. Is mm-hmm. today the day that I do that? Am I, am I canceling today? And then someone in the group today... We had the study this morning said, I just feel like I found my people. Oh. I've been to so many studies and never clicked. And I mean, part of me was like, oh, I can't come as anything else except for this eight weeks. But, <laughs> but I know that God's going to work through that too, whatever wow. that is. And what a beautiful story. I mean, he is in the middle and, and it is normal and natural for us to bargain, but it is really important for, for that not to be our posture of prayer when we go to him. That is not what he wants. That's not what we do in our really close relationships with our friends, with our husbands, with those that are close to us. That doesn't create a strong bond of trust. And God wants more than just some business relationship with us. It's not about it's not a transaction. It's not a transaction. He wants that relationship. And so we have to recognize that stage of bargaining because it really is a form of trying to manipulate God to do something that we want. And we never want to try to manipulate God. And are you really acting in faith at that point? Right. It's more self-preservation. <laughs> Control. <laughs> Control. Selfishness. Pride. Oh. oh my gosh. I have none of those things. Me either. Oh. Thank goodness. <laughs> we, we hope y'all don't. We're sure y'all don't either. I'm sure y'all struggle with none of those things. But anyway, just know you're normal. But take it to the Lord. Take Talk to a friend about it. And pray with one another to move through this stage and to see it for what it is and just lean in and trust the Lord. We hope that you've enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> we know we've been everywhere. Yes. We've had a lot of laughs and some serious, uh-huh. but we hope you've gotten something really important out of this. Thanks for joining us this week on The Center in the Saints.